I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight. And then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap, and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? What must be what? What must be what? What must be what? You have smoked yourself retarded. Hear the chants from the the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon. So just chill out. You know, drink a seven up. Eat a moon pie. Quit murdering people. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Hit the lights. It's boner time. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but I'm gonna kick you repeatedly in the balls. <laughs> the fuck is with this guy? Who is he? And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters, a roundtable discussion where we come in with no plan, no agenda, no ideas, just the random thoughts that pop into our head. Tonight, I'm joined by Nico from Upstate Unconventional. How's it going, Nico? Going good. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, Pleasure as always. We have a first timer here, Mr. Ron Weed. How's it going, Ron? Uh, do good, man. Appreciate you having me on, too. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us. And Ryan from Dangerous Worlds. What's returning up, champion. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's first time on the show. I'm excited. <laughs> you actually have more than me. Oh, that's true. You missed one. Yeah. So I got to catch yeah. up, man. You're like the Cal Ripken now. You got the streak going. Yeah, I need to call out one day, I guess. <laughs> And last but not least, Mr. Ron Lane, Ron from New England. How's it going, sir? Good, man. How are you? Good, man. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for thanks for asking me to come on. My second appearance on the Master Debaters. So you're up there. You're a repeat. We like you, Ron. You keep coming yeah. back. Yeah. We haven't we haven't scared you off yet. Yeah, no, I, I don't scare real easily. <laughs> So we were we were just uh, having a little discussion that I kind of nipped in the bud here because one of the things I uh, I was talking about yesterday on uh, the Great Chakra Awakening podcast with Emmanuel Kingman was uh, time, and one of the things I heard him talking about with Howdy Mikoski right before I, I did his podcast was about time being a circle, and there's some events that stay in the middle, and that's three, and then. There's other events that move around, but then there was another way of looking at it that blew my mind where you think about BC and AD in relation to yourself. So time really starts when you are born. So BC would be before you were born. And then AD is the time that you're alive. And, and thinking about time in that way really threw me for a loop because now I'm thinking about it as in yeah, well, all that stuff that they tell me happened, I 
don't know what happened. It's just, you know, written oral tradition that's passed on. So to think about that, it was like, wow. So I was wondering what you guys think about time because up until, you know, probably about two, three years ago, I didn't even think about it. You know, I'm, I was a slave to it, you know, just waking up every day at the, you know, to my alarm because I had to get to work where I had to work a certain amount of hours where then I could then go have some free time. And that free time was usually loaded with either, you know, sports, hanging out with friends, something else where it was all time. So then I had to get home because I had to go to work the next day. So you had to be in bed by a certain time, you know? So we are basically slaves to a clock, but as far as the whole history, I was wondering what you're thinking. It's really interesting. Like this might be a stupid question, but I've always wondered like, back in the day what did they call bc time like was it just the year like 400 like we call it bc now because we look back but like what what year was it when they were recording this stuff because i know back in like egypt times they weren't writing bc 4000 or 3000 or whatever what how did they record time back then right nico that's interesting (laughs) because i was thinking i was thinking when 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 was the cutoff right because right. like like BC BC is actually BCE before the common era. Mm-hmm. So so what is the common era? And and what is AD? Like I always thought AD was after death. Like so mm-hmm. so our timeline in our year is it was supposedly based on the birth of Christ. So is the so is the BC and the AD thing, is that just only for Christians? Because before right. the common era, then you, then you had this cutoff, right? Whatever this cutoff was, and then and then if it was AD, we were taught that it was after death. Like I know that that's not what that means, because uh, I kind of looked it up for our time episode that we did a few weeks ago. But mm-hmm. but if that was the case, so then we have a 30, 40 year gap of what was going on there. And, and the more that you think about it, so. So they have to invent this timeline if it's true that time is not linear. Like if time just works in a circle, and and this is kind of hard to explain, but time could be ever expanding, and that's if you believe that time actually exists. I I mean, time time is a construct of the Industrial Revolution, right? Like we had talked before the show, because we live by the clock. Like, and, and this is why, and this is where they came up with the three meals a day. Right. Instead of grazing all day, like like most animals, I mean, humans are animals. So so by rights in uh, in me, my whole life, I've been on a perpetual diet from one time or another. So so in a lot of the reading that you do, it's like you should graze all day. Like you shouldn't have three, three set meals. Well, the three set meals comes in with the construct of time based on your working schedule, your working day. You got up. You know, you got up to an alarm clock, which is not natural. You're supposed to wake up when the sun comes up. The sun is supposed to be part of that cycle that wakes you up. But you get up like up here in the Northeast, right? Like it's dark when we wake up. It's dark when we go to bed, right? So, but you're supposed to get up at a certain time, have your breakfast, do whatever it is you do, get to your job. Then the bell goes off at noontime or one o'clock or whatever. Then you have your half hour lunch. And then the bell goes off at five or six. You know, I don't really have a set cutoff time. I'll, I like to leave at four, but that never happens. Sometimes I'm there till six, seven, eight, eight o'clock at night. 
but uh, but that's time as we know it. It's all conditioning. So what, yeah. So yeah. So exactly, Nico. So so where was the cutoff in the construct of time? Who's the guy that came up with BC and AD? Like like we know that we're in the year 2022 allegedly. If you go by the the calendar, the Roman calendar that we use, right? So so we don't even really know what year it is. That's why, you know, that's why all this weird stuff is happening, because we're being told that 2022 is actually 2012 in like the Ethiopian calendar. Right. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. So so but the whole concept of time. Everybody just assumes that it's a simple thing. Yeah, well, the time is what the clock says. But but in actuality, it really isn't. So, so that's what we need to find out. That's yeah, and that was mis- that was created, Ron, in 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 uh, what was it the the council it was the Council or Treaty of Nicaea, right Council back in Nicaea. it was like in the three third century, I think, is when they finally decided to split time between BC and AD. Yeah, I looked it up here. Actually, it's uh, Dion- Dionysus Exigus, I think, is how you pronounce it, and it was it was literally just to establish a Christian chronology like it was it was trying to you know be like yeah this is when this dude's born and ad is adamino or something like that right there's something about uh it, it doesn't have anything to do with the death from what i understood it, it just it literally goes off of when uh jesus was born so it is interesting i i forget who said it i think it was nico saying that like you know what were they writing the timelines in uh back in in the egyptian days I mean, BC could have stood for something completely different. I mean, they could have taken something that, like, there there could have been some distinction um, that that didn't even have the letters BC, but there could have been something in there. I mean, if we're gonna well, like overly simplify it, it could be Babylonian calendar, or well, you, you know, know it could have been something completely different. You know what's interesting about it, Ryan? Is it, think of the it letters looks- there. It's A B C D. Right. Yeah. And you have A.D. and then B.C. is in between. And that's yeah. that's what I was getting at before. What they, he was saying was um, the B.C. is that dot in the middle of the circle. And then A.D. is what goes all the way around. That's interesting. It's very interesting. I got to look, look up the A.D. thing because that's bugging me. Because I do remember. It's looking Anno Domine. That. Yeah, there you go. Okay, what yeah. is the definition of that? It's just after the conception of Christ, like after he was born, you know what I mean? Like so it, like right. before. So I don't know exactly the, the science behind it, but um, yeah, dude, time is fascinating because, you know, I'm always running late with all kinds of things. Like it doesn't even matter if I'm trying to plan to be early. I'm always late, dude. And I think that um, like, Ron, what you're saying, like you try to get out of your office or your, your garage at a certain time and it never works out the way that you think, you know what I mean? For some reason, I'm such a horrible time manager. And, um, that might be a reason that I never really looked into time so much. I just like, I have like this constant battle with time for some reason, it seems. You know what I think that is Ryan. Oh, sorry, Ron. But I was just going to say, I think as you start to, um, transcend the matrix, you start to, um, lose track of time because I've noticed starting in like September, you know, when my work schedule changes and I have less time or less time working or whatever, I have no track of time whatsoever. I'm losing minutes, hours. It just, it's insane. I can't keep track of anything. 
yeah. but when you're stuck in the matrix, I'm like on a rigid schedule. So I don't know. I mean, well, and it's weird too, you know, like with the whole idea of the, uh, like what Ron from New England was saying about the, the three meals a day, um, it goes as deep in the programming as when you're on the clock at, at work and you have to punch out for your lunch break. I mean, I punch in and out for my, from my phone and it doesn't just say like break, it says lunch break specifically. There's mm-hmm. separate tabs that I can click on that say start break. And then there's one that's start lunch break and the lunch breaks are supposed to be 30 minutes. That's implying that you need to go and eat lunch. So that's right. like one of your three meals a day. It's very, very interesting when you think Is about it that. time clock plus or whatever. Uh, well, we use for, for my company, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't even know if I should say the app name, but yeah, it's a, it's a specific name mm-hmm. for the company that I work for. And, and it, it, uh, yeah, you have a start, start day, end day, start break, mm-hmm. start meeting, end meeting, start meeting, and then start lunch. Lunch is a specific one and you're, you're required to take a lunch break, uh, you know, for, for your shit to work out properly with this app. But I mean, again, you, you're throwing the word lunch out there. Lunch is associated with just cramming food down your gullet. Quickly. And then you, you, yeah. yeah. And then you get back to work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always had this problem with time. I have never ever. And I, and I've got some really nice watches, like really nice watches. I don't wear them. That goes back to, I've said before, I can't wear jewelry. Like I don't wear my wedding ring. I don't wear any of my uh, other rings from other things I was involved in. Ron, you were a pimp in a past life. (laughs) Well, not not exactly. But, but the whole thing is, is I can't wear any of that stuff and I definitely can't wear a watch. So I've always had a pro I'm like Ryan. I'm like perpetually late for everything. If my wife wants me to be somewhere at a certain time, she'll, she'll say that I need to be home. And it, it's actually half an hour earlier than when I really need to be home. And so, you probably know it, that, so you're still late, probably. You know what I mean? I, I just, <laughs> it's a problem for me. I admit it's a serious problem for me. Yeah. But I but I know that I like to be at my business at a, by, by 9 o'clock. Like, and, I, and, and, and that's only because I got to get the little one on the bus. And the bus comes at 8.35. So I'm actually at the shop a little before 9 o'clock. But 9 o'clock's our start time, right? But, you know, as the day progresses, like, we don't have any set time for lunch. Like I tell, you know, just eat when you're hungry. And, you know, and, and me and my brother and, and our other guy that, you know, hangs out a lot with us. Like, like I like us all to just, if we're going to have lunch that day, I always like us to all sit down together and have lunch and just shoot the shit or whatever. You know, but but it's like we just don't run it by a clock. People say, well, what time do you guys take lunch? Well, we don't really like that doesn't really like like believe it or not, our lunchtime it usually comes around two o'clock. Like in the summertime, two o'clock is like when we do lunch, because in the summer we're there till six or seven o'clock at night, right? So so we're not on any set time schedule. I have a real hard time with that. Like I don't like waking up to alarm clock. I'm forced to during school because I know I got to get the kid out of bed, get her ass in gear, and get her doing her thing so she doesn't miss the bus, right? But other than that, like if it's a like a holiday weekend or whatever, like I, I just sleep till I get up. Yeah. You know, the problem I, I is, mean, Ron, I, I feel like in a past life, I have a, a military background because if I'm five minutes early, I feel late to stuff. And like yeah. in the morning, I 
you know, I, I, I set the alarm clock for five o'clock, but I'm up right before it. it. It's one of those where it's so weird. I feel like I am the opposite of that. Like if I'm from a time standpoint, I have to plan it. And, and if I, my, I'm late to anything, it throws my whole day off. Well, like when I was younger, when I was younger, I was like that also, Matt. I, I was up at a certain time. And I got so used to that schedule, like you say, I would wake up before my alarm clock went off. And I had to be at the shop when my dad was alive. I had to be at the shop at a certain time. And and even when my younger days, because we had a gas station, so people would be actually waiting for us to open so they could get their fuel. So, So that was a different story. But I think, you know, as time goes by, you know, after doing that for 40 plus years, I, th- I think... You know, I think I kind of earned the right to to not live by the clock anymore. You know, yeah. I've been I've been doing the same thing for literally fifty years. Well, it's really. funny. Slave, it's slave it's, time. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Ron. So, uh, so I mean, but yeah, so I went through all that, Matt. Yeah. Like I had to be at a certain place at a certain time. If I had meetings, I had to be to say I had to go to, uh, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but say I had a meeting in Rhode Island. Like, like you had to be punctual. Yeah, yeah. So you're I not did, late for those so meetings, had, Ron. So you had to, you had to be punctual. You had to be there a half hour before, just so you could, believe it or not, scope the situation out and make sure there were were any people there that you didn't feel as though should be there, that kind of thing. But, uh, but I learned. I, I just I don't do it like that anymore. I really should probably work on that. Being a little bit it's more funny punctual. because I was talking with Nico the other day and in the last like three months, I, I was one of those guys, I could sleep four hours a night and I'm, I was golden. I was good. You know, no afterthought. Ever since September, I have to get six hours. Like my body physically will not let me out of bed if I do not get six hours of sleep. Like I'll, I'll end up hitting snooze 30 times when I never hit snooze before. It's strange. I don't know what the hell. Like when you like when you get to the equinox, right? That that's when things start changing, and it's almost like it's almost like when we know that the clocks are going to change, which always used to be like around the end of October. Now it's into November that they do that, right? But it was almost like the couple of weeks leading up to that, because you've done it so many years that your body starts slowly adjusting to that time change, and that's a whole other thing when you talk about time. This whole Eastern Standard Time, Eastern Daylight Savings Time, and everything that messes you up. Like it takes you a couple of weeks to adjust to that after, right? And then now, of course, you know, again, it's dark in the morning, it's dark at night, and you need you need sun. Sunlight should be your clock. Yep. Like the sunlight should be your clock, not not the actual clock. Yeah, that should right, be your alarm but, uh, clock. It should tell you when to go to sleep. Yeah, it, it, it's there. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I used to party. We would work all day, go to Boston. like, And that's a, like an hour-plus drive from here. Go down there, party and drink and do whatever all night. Get back to New Hampshire at about 5 in the morning and still be to work at 8 o'clock. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know how I did that, but it's how I did it all the time. You know, it's stay weird. up I, two, I, three days at a whack, like it was yeah. just no big deal. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I don't know. Time's an interesting thing. I uh, so, did did he explain the circular thing, Matt? 
He did, but I had just hopped off because I was going to hop on. So I missed the whole explanation of it. But I heard him say the the alphabet and then because uh, he was talking about it, the circle or the yeah circle with a, a, a dot in the middle and the dot was B.C. and then A.D. went around it. And that was the time that we were in. And it was it was interesting because, you know, like you were saying with. You know, you think about what happened in 2012, where there might have been, you know, a possible timeline merge or something with CERN and what they did. And now we're saying here in a, in another month or two, they're going to fire CERN back up if you believe they ever really shut it off. Um, you know, we could be in, in, in another, you know slip in time or change in time and another layer of Mandela effect. Okay, so if the time is circular, this is like how Sean explained it to me. And this is how different timelines could get confused with each other. And this I feel, and this is something that I've experienced on multiple levels and on multiple occasions. Like, like shit is just different now. Like, like I'm a lot older than you guys, and I remember things a lot differently. And, and you have you have this whole, you know, when I talk about the Mandela effect, like I have all kinds of accounts of that. And, and it's like, I know for a fact something was a certain way. And now I'm looking at it. And it's not saying it was that way. And this, yeah. I think this was, this all came from, I'm a firm believer that we did have a timeline convergence. Like I really, really believe that only because I know in the last 10 years, cause it's 10 years since 2012 at this point that things are just different. Like things are, it's just very, very difficult to explain. But it's, know, just could, every, it's just it's just different. It's just some, something's different about it. And there's, there's the all clues the, uh, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, magic and programming that uh, they've been doing through all the movies and TV and stuff like that. Like uh, getting uh, uh, the way cinema and everything grew was to condition people to a point where... Uh, when they do start implementing their actual plans, you're now uh, feel like these uh, celebrities and all these people that you've seen on TV are a part of your family. So it's almost like you're betraying them. So it's because that's uh, how you guys say, like they don't, they don't really care so much about entertainment anymore because, because now uh, uh, parents have conditioned their children into the program. So it's, so now uh, that's why uh, nowadays things are so wacky. And stuff like that is because there's less free thinkers it's uh we we program over the uh generations well and they get so these soft things in right like so no one cares about entertainment it's just about getting eyes on products and mm-hmm. that's all there really is now so yeah that's that's in that's a, a a kind of a cool idea but yeah there's there's some problems do with the way that that it seems that we're interpreting the way that we need to be trying to fill our lives with every single, every single moment of our lives seems to have to be filled with something. We can't just ever be bored anymore. You know what I mean? There's, there seems Mm -hmm. to be something that, that directly correlates with this whole, Uh, you know, retrospective, uh, keep your mind active. So you don't uh, think about your, what's going on inside of you. Right. And I think that's the whole plan, Ron is that they got to keep you inundated with information bombarded from every angle, just like we're all looking at black mirrors, right? Yeah. Like constantly. Like at work, I'm on my computer a lot because that's part of my job. 
is is you know making everything come together and and that requires being on the computer i'm not really on the floor working as much as i used to be uh and then of course we're we're checking in with our podcasting and and things like that and then we're doing things like this so so and of course we're always looking for that information you know trying to stay up on things trying to you know not find things to talk about but things to kind of kind of explain on our shows and and try to get the information out to people so we're so we're either researching or we're reading or we're watching or we're doing something well, we have yeah. no time we have no time to be bored let me give you an example like when i was a kid i can remember time going so slow yeah i would be i would be at our gas station now this is like during the summer when all my friends are out playing and riding dirt bikes and stuff i had to work right and i can remember watching like my father would always say, stop watching the clock because you're going to watch that clock and it's not going to move. He said, find something to do. As long as you're here to pump gas when a customer pulls in, I don't care what you're doing. So then I would find little things to do and that was cool. And then time would go by a little bit faster. Right. But, but like I take my niece that I'm raising and literally if she's not being, uh, having sensory input from something she just goes off her rocker she's yeah. like oh i'm bored and it's I'm instant bored. gratification with these kids i'm bored I'm yeah bored. What do my you mean son's bored? the same way ron yeah i tell him someday you're going to enjoy time when you get to be bored and, and that's why when i when i'm not working on the weekend uh and i and i come home and and i try to explain to my wife listen i'm just going to sit and do nothing how can you sit and do nothing? We got all this stuff that needs to be done. I said, it's not that important. What's yeah. important right now is that I'm going to sit and do nothing. And they, 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 don't, they don't understand it. They don't. Un- she doesn't understand it. It's actually a problem. It's actually getting to, it's not getting to be a problem. It's been a problem for years because when I come home, like I need to relax. I deal with the public like 24 seven. And when I come home, I need to veg out. Yeah. Even if it's just for a few hours, right? I need that alone time. I'm a, I'm a kind of a, uh, like, like I'm a person that requires a lot of solitude, and like Ron says, to to be retrospective about things, to to think about other things other than all the normal shit that you're supposed to think about. Well, you need you need that time right. to talk to yourself, Ron. You yeah. know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, that's really the way I, I look at it. Yeah. I look at it as I need my time to be able to 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 think out my thoughts, you know, put, yeah. put my thoughts into motion. And that's, you know, I'll take my dog for a hike or a walk or something. And just that's, that's yeah. my out time. Or like you're saying, you know, just veg out for a minute. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm really just in my own head, you know, working things out basically. Or decompress. meditation or decompressing yeah. for me, for me, it's driving. Like I like to oh, go yeah. for a drive. I like to go for a drive by myself, no radio, no nothing. I just drive and I think. And that to me is, and that's why when I used to ride motorcycles and I rode motorcycles very heavily for many, many years. And and that was a really good outlet for that too. Although sometimes you would come to and you'd say, Jesus, how did I get here? I'm on two wheels. That's kind of dangerous. I think it's a little safer to do it in a car. But but well, driving Matt, works for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, these big these big companies like the te- technology companies they don't want you having any of that time to just decompress and to just be alone. 
like you said, they want you to be on your phones or your, your TVs or your laptops or whatever. And, and that I think goes hand in hand with like in the old days, even before cars were around, like when people had to travel like on horseback, um, there was nothing to disrupt people from their time alone. There really was nothing. People were constantly bored and they were very innovative back in, you know, the, the 1700s and, and the 1800s. People well, didn't even, have shit even, to do. Even early 1900s, right? Yeah, yeah, well, uh, definitely. But then, uh, you know, there's also so many like paranormal things that stem from those times too. So that's what's yeah. really interesting is like, is this whole electronic you know, infiltration in our lives, is that directly, you know, kind of counterintuitive or counterproductive to like what we have as a connection to the other side, so to speak, where, you know, we have these weird connections with, with spirits and things like that, the same way that kids do when I kids don't so. know what the hell a computer. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Cause like kids don't know. It's messing with our frequencies, is. man. Well, yeah, dude, like yeah. think about the fact that they say that dogs and kids see, uh, paranormal, you know, entities more often than than grown adults do, right? They kind of pin that on the whole pineal gland thing. But what if it's just the fact that they don't know that there are electronics? Like you can sit there and you can tell your dog what an iPad is. Your dog's never going to understand what an iPad is. A baby is not going to understand what it is until they start looking at it, and then they start getting sucked into that world. And then they're then, then they're gone forever, dude. Then they're stuck in yeah. that in that laptop. Well, I was gonna say too, like I've noticed with my son, like I still can't figure out the iPad. I'm a, I'm a total idiot when it comes to working on an iPad. But my son can navigate. He's four years old. He can navigate an iPad like it's second nature. Like how did how do these younger kids have this ability to do that? Like I I didn't teach him. My wife didn't really teach him. He just knows how to do it. It's yeah, crazy. I just make think it. I, yeah, I, I think it's intuitive for them how it's designed, like Ryan was just going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How'd you know? What you meant, right? Because I could just because that's how you were headed. And, and I agree with I agree with you 100 percent. That's I think it's designed like that so that little kids can intuitively jump in and learn how to use that stuff. My niece is she's 11 years old. She can navigate anything from Apple. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I, I think we, we I think her, it's ingrained in them, Ron. You know, yeah. my, my son's yeah. the same way. I mean, he, he can kick my ass in video games already. And he's been playing for like maybe a year now. And, you know, what he just picks it up and starts playing. And within, you know, a short amount of time, he, he understands it already. Whereas when I would play back in the day, it would take me a while to figure it out. Then I get frustrated with certain points. He just whips. They, they just whip right through it. Right, yeah, that's Matt, a, this is oh. this is a skill that these kids are going to have to have to survive. Yeah, where it was different when we were younger, that was not a skill that was required for us to survive. Yeah, as we've got like, <laughs> like I got into computers early and stayed into it, and I can navigate anything from Apple. Right, um, so so I I'm just when I get on anything that's an Android device, it takes me a few minutes, but I but I catch right on to that too. You know, it's a little alien to me. Uh, because I've everything I've ever had is Apple, but uh, but yeah, I think kids, uh, it's definitely a life skill that they need. Like, like kids aren't gonna uh, have to know how to chop wood, they're not gonna have to know how to cut a tree down, split it, they're not gonna have to figure out how to build a fire like we all, all can do, they're not gonna have to know, like, even to work on a car like I do. Like, kids have no interest in that today. When I was a kid, I couldn't wait to tear something apart to see what made it work. 
You know what I mean? That was my biggest thing. I would take things apart, put it back together. All right, now how that works now. You know, kids kids don't care about that. They have no clue whatsoever. I got these young kids that come into the shop and I say, well, did you check the oil or did you check this? Or is your TPMS light on? What's that? Well, check my oil. Something might have changed. And obviously, I think that, that you and I have very different uh, ways that we operate. It seems like obviously you're more mechanical run and then I am. I don't know exactly what my truce is. I, I, I used to go with my parents. Uh, my mom was a big uh, garage sale head. She used to love going and checking out garage. I'm, I'm a 90s kid, you know, and we she would go around and I would get old phones, like buy old telephones and try and take them apart and put them back together. I could never put them back together, dude, like ever. You know what I mean? But I would take them apart to where there was like all kinds of things. I'd lay them out on a towel and I could never put them back together. So there is something very interesting about your generation specifically. It's the same generation my dad was a part of. Um, there's something where you guys know without even really knowing, because, you know, my dad's not an experienced mechanic, but like he can fuck around with my truck and fix it if something's wrong with it. And he'll show me how to do it, but it, it literally doesn't register the same way that it seems to that it would with someone your generation. And then you try and give like an eight year old or a 12 year old that same shit. I'm going to take it exponentially more than they would. So it's just it's really weird, dude. Like, yeah, most kids don't even know how to change a tire. Um, most kids can't change oil. I can do that basic stuff, but like my dad can change out my A arms, which is relatively simple. But for, an, uh, you know, if you were to tell me, go change your A arms on, I'd be like, fuck, okay, let me watch a few YouTube videos and see if I can figure it out. And he can just get in there and be like, okay, yeah, this bolt holds this together. Let's put that set this. And you know what I mean? It's just weird, dude. There's something very interesting about your guys' generation, specifically the boomers. Well, I'll and- tell you. Well, I'll tell you one of the things, Ryan, when when I was young, you didn't go out and buy things like like you didn't go and buy a new car. Like you fixed the one that you had. Like and this is what all the old timers did, too. They would fix their car and make their car last 20 years. They didn't replace cars every five or six years like people do. And it was worthwhile to do that. Right, Ron? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would actually have people, I can remember back in the day, like in our business, when we call it doing an overall, doing an overall means you fixed and you painted the whole car. <clears throat> Excuse me, where nowadays you almost never do that. But but people would say, well, I'm not going to buy a new car, but I'm bored with this one. Let's change the color. So I would change the color of the car. And then you would see it four years down the road, they'd still be driving it. Okay, so we couldn't buy parts back then. We had to make a lot of our own parts, like body parts. Like I used to, I, that's where I learned metal shaping and all that. I used to make sections of rear quarters, lower sections of fenders. You know, I'm in New Hampshire. It's the rust belt. Everything rusts out up here. So, uh, so yeah, I, it was just a different time back then. It was, uh, you know, well, mechanics were a lot simpler back then too. Like, so, you know, you could swap a motor in a car in an afternoon. You know, if you had a couple of your buddies helping you, and you know what I mean? It's like, durable, right. Things were oh, actually yeah. built well. Well, well, yes and no. It, it, believe it or not. Like, like today you could go a hundred thousand miles on a car before you even have to tune it up. Right. We were replacing plugs at 20, 30,000 miles back then. Now it's a hundred thousand miles. 
you have no timing adjustments. You have no no carburation. It's all fuel injected. It's computer controlled. There's no adjustments to that. Cars are actually more durable now, but they lasted longer before because people were putting on 20, 30,000 miles a year. They were maybe doing 5,000 miles a year, maybe 10 if you worked in Boston. I had I remember when I was a kid, I had customers that, that worked in Boston. They drove back and forth to Boston every day. They put a lot of miles on their cars. So, so it's kind of weird. Like the old cars were tougher. They were heavier. They were made more rugged. But mechanically, they did require more frequent repairs than cars do today, if that makes any sense. And wait till people have to replace their Tesla batteries in seven years and everyone's trying to replace Tesla batteries. That that battery costs like almost as much as the car does. It's like twenty two thousand yeah. dollars for a Tesla well, battery. And did you hear about those, Ryan? That they're now finding that they do not run the battery will not run well in extreme cold or extreme heat. So yeah, but like Matt, that storm they had. Every, in, go ahead, Ron. Everybody in the automotive industry knows that. Yeah. Batteries for however many degrees lower on, on the scale of Fahrenheit, your battery loses amperage. That's why when it's cold out, you have to go out and jumpstart everybody's car. Cold kills batteries. It's just, it's always been that way. And that's what we always said. Yeah, because I'm not against electric cars like at all, but it's like, is the battery technology, and it's funny because we're prepping a show to show on this subject, is the battery technology where it needs to be for cold weather applications? And the answer is no, it's not. Like, was you going to talk about, Matt, the guy that was in the traffic jam and his Tesla was running out of power? And of course, without power, you're not making heat, right? Yep. That's the one thing I'm trying to figure out is how the heating and cooling system works in a an electric car, because in a in a uh, internal combustion car, the 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 water that's used to cool the engine is where your heat's generated for your heater, right? So as long so as long as this vehicle's running, well, you're going to have heat, yep. you know, providing everything's working properly, right? But you got these you got these electric cars like like there's no moving parts to generate heat. So it must be like some type of electric heater is all I'm thinking. It's got to be, right? right? There's no, yeah, yeah there's yeah. nothing internally yeah. that would provide it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just like an AC in your house works off of AC, right? Work Well, air conditioning AC works off of alternating current, which is also AC, right? But But the point I'm trying to make is that guy was sitting in traffic, sucking up power. It was cold. He had his heat on because he had a little kid in the car. And that was draining his battery even faster. You know, what they have to do is they got to make these electric cars generate power on their own, like how the Toyota uh, Synergy Drive works. Toyota Synergy nuclear Drive, power is, they need, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would, be, that would actually be perfect. If they could figure out cold fusion and, and make it work in a car, you would never even have to plug it in. Yeah. But, like you could have, a, you'd have a nuclear cell you know, uh, it cold fusion, like that's a, supposed to be a myth. I have an idea that it actually exists. It's making nuclear power without the heat. And well, did you radiation. see, Ron, it's not a myth because a cor- the Chinese are working on the second sun right now. And and I they're using, that. that's crazy. Yeah, they're using cold fusion to make it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, why are they making another sun? <laughs> you yeah, that's the thing too, dude. 
Congress yeah. Congress would not be pushing for electronic cars if it was actually like a, a net positive for society. You know what I mean? And they're pushing for for electronic cars hard right now. So you got to say you got to either either Ron's right where you know we're not ready for this yet as a society with the technology that's available. I actually think yeah like heavy water and things like that that would be the way to go as far as trying to power cars. Um and and I think that when you have Elon Musk coming out there as like this white knight that creates this great quote unquote creates this great technology and then he's such a good guy he puts the patents out there for everyone else to work on dude how's the richest man in the world doing that like he's not really doing that because he's trying to benefit society he's doing that because he he's put up there to be a distraction he's the the electronic car messiah and we could be focusing on other things like we said heavy water uh, you know, all this stuff that could actually, you know, potentially be something good. And I am not someone that I'm like, obviously, I couldn't, you know, step up and do any of this kind of stuff. But there are people out there that could, but that know how to do this stuff. And and they could actually be focusing on technology that Congress wouldn't necessarily like, but it would be a net positive for, for society. Well, the thing is, with electric cars to be a net positive to Congress and Senate's pocketbooks, because they have because they have to make a deal with China because China now controls Afghanistan and that's where all the lithium is. So so that was the whole that was the whole deal, right? It takes a lot of lithium, it takes a lot of strip mining to get lithium. They need yeah. they need other battery technology other than stuff that they have to dig out of the ground. And I do believe that exists. And like you say, Matt. If if there was some type of nuclear fission that was possible without the radiation side effects, that would be well. Look at that's how we power our submarines. Our submarines can stay underwater for 30, 40 years, right? But I mean, it's still nuclear. It's nuclear. But if there was a way to do that, battery technology is not where it needs to be. They probably have technology that's suppressed, right? Uh, the other thing to uh, remember about Tesla is that Tesla bought Tesla Motors. He didn't invent that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I mean, Musk bought Tesla Motors. Tesla Motors was already a thing before Musk came along. Well, do you remember that he launched that car, that, that car that he launched into space, that was actually supposed to go to the original founder of Tesla? And he launched that shit into space as like a FU to him. Yeah, you know... That was one of the original Tesla roadsters. And that's yeah. that that looked as realistic as the moon landing, by the way. Yeah, right. no, I don't think that thing's yeah. out there. Well, and since we're freaking since we're talking space. about nuclear bombs, it's it's about as realistic as the one that, that uh, the United States dropped on Japan, dude. Apparently there's no radioactivity when it comes to nuclear bombs because the trains were running the next day in Japan. I mean, if if like the 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 half the half lives of these different what was it, uranium two thirty seven and there was another one and the half-lives of those, no one should be able to be living in Japan for 50,000 years, according to those numbers of those half-lives. So, I mean, it, it's interesting to think about the, the possibility like these radioactive, uh, you know, side effects aren't as dramatic as we say they are, as we hear they are. But, That's what I was uh, going to ask, Ryan, well, with, the, with the car too. batteries. How would that work? Nuclear car batteries if you get in an accident. <laughs> You know? Well, that's the thing. I think that, yeah, well, actually, I mean, dude, supposedly like Teslas can self-drive and all this shit, too. I think by the time that nuclear batteries are a thing, you can actually have like, you know, accident free transportation, probably. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? You will, you will, Ryan. And that technology is already being uh, that technology exists. It just needs to be refined. 
when, when, when you're talking well, before you're talk, oh go, go ahead, ahead go ahead go ahead Rod. you go okay i'll go sorry i was gonna say that there's this you know you you mentioned ron uh i'm gonna have to start saying ron from new england and then i'm, I'm gonna call ron weed mr weed because just so there we can go. be straight with it um okay, you can so, call me ron number two <laughs> or weed, oh, yeah, no, dude, you, we <laughs> gotta I call you weed ron. better weed, yeah, weed, better. weed man <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So, you know, the, the, the focus on Afghanistan lithium mines, I mean, dude, there's so much lithium in Brazil, but no one is freaking talking about that for some reason. Like we we're supposedly, we're pretty friendly with Brazil who also has a massive control over our food supply. But for some reason we're, we're, you know, we're really focused on, on China and Afghanistan and it is a serious threat, but we could just partner up with Brazil and offer them some incentives you know, like the tons of money that they need, which we're just printing money for free. Why don't we have access to all of their lithium and trade them some money? You know what I mean? Like, dude, it, it's it's insane that this never gets brought up. I've heard it brought up on Drinking Bros podcast. It's one of the podcasts that I actually really enjoy listening to. And, um, you know, they they no one freaking talks about Brazil's massive lithium mines there. Well, I don't think Brazil wants the United States getting in on their action. I mean, I mean, I we get a lot of beef from Brazil. Brazil actually has some really good beef, and, sure. uh, and that, yeah. But they, but they also have the uh, Amazon, uh, so they don't want anybody uh, stepping in and telling them what to do with that. Yeah. Because oh, they don't, don't care about that. that, right? They have the most Freemason lodges of any country in the world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Brazil, Brazil is definitely part of the Fourth Reich. Yes. Brazil, oh, Argentina. Sure. Brazil's a big player. Uh, Ryan, what I was going to mention before when we were talking about autonomous autonomous cars and, and, and what Nico brought up, you know, if we had nuclear-powered cars, what would happen in the cause of an accident? You're going to find that accidents are going to be a thing of the past. Uh, and collision shops are going to be a thing of the past, just like the blacksmith and the guy that used to fix your wagon wheels on your wagons, right? So, so you know how we were talking about the, the computer chip problem? That's why all these Ford trucks couldn't be sold? Okay, that chip that is in question was the crash avoidance chip. So uh, it could be for the side, uh, uh, what is it called? Lane departure and mm. also people, people beside you. Like we have a Ford truck that has all that. So I'm, I'm familiar with how that works. So do so, I, Ron. I, mean, I hate if, it. It, it locked up yeah. on me once on the highway because there was a car up ahead of me that had slowed down and it didn't think I slowed down enough. And it basically yeah. hit the brakes and we all went flying forward. Yeah, yeah, I've had that happen twice on us, but but it was a good thing that it did happen. So uh, our truck is the F-150, uh, excuse me, the F-250 Super Duty with the diesel. And we use it for towing my off-roading machines. And... Uh, so if somebody comes beside you, it lets you know if, if if there's something up ahead, it lets you know, like you say, Matt, that's done that to you. Uh, it also will, if you veer off the road, it actually vibrates the steering column. I mean, it's pretty cool. So, so these are things that alert the driver. What's the next generation is that the vehicle's going to take over. Yeah, it's going to analyze kinda, and, and assess the situation, right? And that's kind of what the Tesla does now. That technology is only going to get better. Like I just watched a whole program on Frontline about autonomous cars because I don't I don't think we're quite ready for that yet. But 
they're putting the infrastructure in for that. And I think that's part of the 5G also. They were going to use 5G infrastructure for that. Ryan, My wife's car working. doesn't let her out of the garage when she backs up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's such a pain in the ass. But, but I mean, that's why them Ford trucks couldn't be sold because that chip, that chip was not there. Uh, so, so, so what's going to happen? What should happen? Your insurance rates for your collision and cop coverage should go way down. Like, well, your life, like your whole policy should go down based on what type of vehicle you have. Like now we already know you get a discount for, uh, well, not so much now because it's, it's mandatory in all cars, but you used to get a discount for backup camera. You used to get a discount for airbags. You know, now, now this is all, this is all standard equipment on vehicles. Same thing with, uh, TPMS, which is your tire pressure monitoring system. So, so, but, but going further down, I mean, you're talking another five years. A car, automotive technology is going to be way different than it even is like right now. Like I see stuff in cars that just blows my mind. But like even in our truck, I see stuff in our truck that's just like totally amazes me. And then I got into a customer's newer Cadillac the other day, and I'm like, wow. The same, the same setup, pretty yeah. nice. I, I kind of like that, and, and I and I like technology in a car. Uh, I really until do. it I goes like wrong, Ron. It's all great until it goes wrong. Yeah, no, and, and they do. We have glitches in our truck. We do have glitches, but but I mean, it's no different than having a glitch in your computer, right? Like our truck will go into mode. Uh, you hook it up to your Wi-Fi, and that'll do firmware updates. You can even. Uh, have you ever seen the video when they're updating all the Teslas in the parking lot at the factory? If, no. if they do it, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the lights blink and it updates all of them at once. It's it's just no different than updating your computer. Yep. Uh, and that's why the Starlink thing that Musk is coming out with, which I did a show on that, is Starlink Skynet. We did that show, which was pretty yes. interesting. Uh, so he's going to be able. You're going to be able to have a Tesla anywhere in in the on the earth and you're going to be able to get your firmware updates through starlink well the, if you just get a brain system. chip they can do both at the same time yeah well there you go two you know, for one like that that's going to be coming in the the starlink too. yeah but um i was going to say the, the reason why they want to so uh adapted to the technology the cars driving themselves and things like that so people don't know how to do things with their hands and we're all dependent on the system um, and, and how, uh, people note, like how these kids are starting to pick up on technology faster than we are. That's like a monarch butterfly programming, how like, uh, the, you know, children pick up the genetic, uh, patterns of the parents and stuff like that. Uh, like how the uh, monarch butterflies, like they're, they know which way to travel without ever being taught it. So like, um, uh, especially during like the seventies or the eighties and nineties when uh, TV and everything like that was high, it got the majority of the world to uh, be dissociative because uh, when we watch TV and things like that, even though we're, we were watching it on like small, tiny TVs back in the day from across the room, you could see like the whole thing because you break away from reality and go within that, that uh, world that's created for us. So um, that's why children are so adaptive to technology. I think it's it's basically monarch programming on a mass scale and through the, yeah, the cinema and entertainment. Yeah, that interesting. is interesting because my yeah. my stepson and my son they will they prefer to watch things on an iPad or even a phone as opposed to the big you know forty eight inch TV. They don't like watching stuff on the TV. It's very 
they're closer uh -huh. to the uh, and that's the thing why they want the driving cars is so they always know where you're going you're always locked in i mean that's already by your phone but it's just extra security measures you know yeah mm -hmm. there's a thing in the infrastructure bill that's requiring all manufacturers to have kill switches in the cars too yep so that's, that's part of it <laughs> well that's part of it too ryan yeah that's part of the, the automotive kill switch uh we're going to be talking about that when we do that car episode oh yeah that'll be cool yeah, man, it is all about control. It's not just the uh, the the vehicles, but like you know, I'm interested what you all think about the uh, like the smart home technology that's coming out, like these ring lights, uh, a ring ring. Uh, what do you call them? Just the ring, right? Like they yeah, they have doorbells, doorbells. Yeah. doorbells. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. There's the smart refrigerators. There's the smart uh, toilets, which I always know that that sounds goofy as hell to say, but it's a real thing where it's going to analyze your shit and your piss. And it's going to tell you like, you know, realistically, it's not going to give you any good information. I'm sure it'll just be like, Oh, you, you need your new vaccine or whatever, you know? So it's going to be just like all these, these weird little concepts of like, you know, the smart cameras, the smart thermometers, all these things. Obviously is this like just internet of things, or do you think that it's like more, more in depth than just you know amplifying the 5g signals or whatever well there there were rumors Ryan, that the uh that the 5g you know the uh home thermostats or monitors whatever you call them were used to ignite some of the fires in california yeah pg e right yeah so that i mean again it's another way for them to invade your home with you know without your consent essentially you know between the tv the phones the wi-fi the the smart monitors they're in your home and can you know they can even get into the baby monitors you know one of the creepy things when, when my son was born was you know we were watching these videos of people who their baby monitor would get hacked by these sick bastards and they'd be tormenting these babies and it's like so there is just nothing watching. yeah anything that is connected is controllable so Dude, it, and they're the, going to use it to control how much you know heat you're allowed to use in your home, how much food oh, you're allowed sure. to eat out of your fridge, you know. Well, yeah, like uh, what Nico, you're buying, what you're putting in there. Yeah, it, Nico's it, right. Like they were, they were adjusting. Uh, I don't know if it was in Texas or California. Uh, they were going through a heat wave, and people had their ACs cranked, and they noticed that they were coming in, and their ACs were were turned back up. Like the, like the like the thermostats were turned hmm. up. Oh no, we can't. You can't have it that cold. Well, Instead think of about it being set on seventy. They had it set on eighty or whatever. What happened in Texas too, Ron? They, you know, obviously that was a different thing. But you had this. I forget the name of the uh, the company that it sounded like ERCOT. Was it ERCOT? Was that it? I, it? There was one where it's like, you know, it's so damn cold, and you're only allowed to use your air or your heater for like 30 minutes a day and you're getting like a twenty thirty thousand dollar bill like that's it's it's the same same concept but something that really freaked me out about the um you know i mentioned this it might have been on a monday night thing here where um you know i don't know if you guys read the new terms and services of like apple and the things that you download but i'm trying to get in the habit of actually reading through them and how nerdy that used to be to be like, no, I can't accept this until I read this 20 page contract. But it's like, dude, it's getting to the point where in Canada and Australia, supposedly it's legal for the government to hack into your phone and to upload shit to your phone and to your computer. 
So if they want to arrest you for something, they can upload some illegal stuff to your computer and then they can come and get you. Not here in the U.S. yet, but in those two countries that, that have similar systems of government to ours. So, I mean, dude, it's getting to the point where it's like, man, I, I have to be able to read this 20, 30 page contract before I accept the term. So I'm on like, I don't know, what are we up to? Like iOS 14 and I'm on I'm on like three or four back because I need what's going on with these things, man. Well, especially with the phone, I I always read through the phone updates to see what it's updating because you'll catch a lot of shady stuff in there, but inevitably you're going to download it, whether it's version 11 or version 12 or version 13, they're going to, eventually it's not going to be noted anymore and it's just going to be slid in with the next update. So yeah, it's, and they don't let you use certain apps with it, you know, unless you have that update, like the anchor app wasn't working for everyone until you updated your phone. And we all use Anchor. Yeah, I, I thankfully you told me because I, I was out of Anchor for like four or five days because I couldn't figure it out. I just kept getting the wheel. And I'm like, what Same the hell? And, and you told me, you're like, yeah, you got to update your phone. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah, we think. I was going to say, we think with all this uh, technology, being able to look up anything we want, um, we have freedom. We can have the freedom to do what we want, but we're realizing that it's actually shackles. <laughs> like well, the and more that's what Tom McDonald said in his too. song. Yeah, he said, you know, they freed the slaves, but did they really? You know, they yeah. just changed the cage. They went from shackles to a little box, mm-hmm. you know, and now you are a slave to the phone or to technology. Yeah, yeah your whole life oh. is on that phone too. Like, especially people that are into cryptocurrency. Uh, people that are do all your banking, you have all your contacts on your phone. Like I remember in the day, my mom always had an address book and that address book had the name, their address and their phone number. And as long as you knew where that address book was, well, you could look that stuff up right now. Like, like I know my wife's phone number, you know what I mean? But how many of you guys, like, like you guys that I have your phone numbers, like, I don't have your phone number memorized. Yeah, dude, I you know go, it's so. Weird. I, just, I do that with my passwords. My, I write them down. Yeah, I just go in my contacts and hit Ryan or hit Matt or whatever, and then there's your number. Like, like it doesn't give you the number; it just rings, right? It just dials the phone. Dude, like, once like you, what, once happen, you, what happens when that doesn't work and we don't have that information anymore? Well, and that's the thing is because once you know a phone number, you never forget it, man. Like I still oh, remember my first ever house phone number. I remember my my as a like a. Seven-year-old, my friends' landlines. I still remember their numbers. If you were to be like, "Hey, what's friend A's, you know, phone number from their old house?" I can still remember that. You know what I mean? I remember my aunt's old phone yeah, number. Like, yeah, I that? still remember my friends, my friends growing up's parents' phone numbers. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And then, but before we move away from the whole thing, we, uh, there was something that triggered my my mind to remember remember this. Did you uh, see that on Instagram, if you're connecting your debit card or your credit card to that, that like Nigerian hackers are going in to even like medium sized accounts and putting charges on the credit card through hacking the Instagram? Ooh, I just don't have it. No, but I can see where that Thanks would for be telling pretty, me about it. That yeah, would be dude, easy don't, for them to do. Yeah, don't you guys should all have a two factor authenticator. You know, everyone. I think they can still manage because there was a guy, there was a a fairly large page. They were targeting uh, these Nigerian hackers specifically were targeting pages over 1000 
uh, followers. So, I mean, that's not a ton of followers. It's a good amount, but like, you're not that there's a lot of people with over a thousand followers. So they're going and just blanketing and supposedly taking like small amounts from these accounts and it all adds up for them. So it's weird. And then, um, another internet thing I heard, I don't know if you guys heard this, Jenna Jameson was diagnosed with Guillain-Barre. So I wonder if she got vaccinated. You guys see that shit? Uh, I thought she was anti-vax though. I don't know. I don't. Because doesn't I have no she idea. have? Oh no, that's. Did yeah, you read no, that in her McCarthy. bio, man? <laughs> no, no, because Matt, one of Matt, them, one in... of them has a son with autism. One of the the porn stars, or you know, no, has no a... Matt, you're thinking of you're thinking of Jenny McCarthy. That's it. Yes, it, Jenny it McCarthy. The big the big autism uh, autism advocate. He did that on purpose. He's like, wasn't that Jenna Jameson? I thought it was her. She's, <laughs> she measures this, and Jenny she was McCarthy, in these movies. Jenny, Jenny, uh, Jenny McCarthy was uh, not a porn star, but she was a playmate. Yes. Well, she showed her tits yeah, in several movies. Right. She was a Playboy Playmate of the Year, actually. Yeah. Very. She's very talented. Beautiful. Talented She's enough. <laughs> no, hey, but, yeah. uh, hey, did you guys hear that? Uh, of course, you know, they're playing off the vaccine in the booster for killing Betty White. Uh, and they're saying that that was a, you know, oh, no, that's a, her agent came out and said that that's not true. That's not what happened. Her her real cause of death came out today and it was a stroke. Yes, yeah, stroke so, that she had seven days ago, right? You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna hear the same thing with strokes. Bob Saget, I bet. Yep. Yeah. You know, he you just, sent me that was, video, Matt. Yeah. He was just claiming about how he got his booster, you know, just oh, recently yeah. and then ends up dead in his hotel room on Saturday. Yeah. On Twitter, I said, Oh, I said heart attack question mark. A lot of those happening lately. And I must have a hundred likes on that. And and then of course some asshole comes on. Well, yeah, there's so many on all these statistics. Yeah, there's a heart attack, everything. So yeah, heart attacks happen. And everybody jumped on his shit because they knew what I was talking about. Yeah. But he evidently didn't, right? But whatever. Yeah, then now they're teaching they're teaching school teachers about it, how to how to treat strokes and heart attacks in kids, you yeah. know, and but yeah. there's Heinz no to look out for. Well, the funniest thing is that now, you know, the fact checkers are saying that VAERS isn't even reliable. They're they're saying that it's, you know, it's basically useless. Well, we knew that. They say the CDC is not reliable either, the fact checkers. Yeah, I mean, you can post the, their articles. We knew the VAERS, we knew the VAERS wasn't accurate because it's run by the CDC. Yeah, you have you have uh, what is it? Less than ten percent report to VAERS, and then the CDC can change those numbers whenever they want. It's all manipulated. I was under the assumption that VAERS was a separate entity that gave you real information. It is not. It's 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 just more information that's manipulated. We're not going to get to real numbers, but you have all these uh, FIFA stars dropping dead, having heart attacks. Come on. There's something to it. Let me tell you guys a quick story. I know I've been talking a lot tonight, so I apologize for that. I like it. We get we get emails home from the kids' school, right? Basically to tell us, you know, so-and-so in this classroom or that road bus number or whatever tested positive for COVID. Please keep an eye on your kid. I'm paraphrasing. Keep an mm-hmm. eye on your kid if they're, you know, experiencing anything, you know, you know what to do, basically, right? They accidentally sent out this email that was training for the for the teachers because the teachers have a workshop coming up. And in that mandatory training was what you said, Matt, 
it was special classes that these teachers have to take and be certified in, like CPR, how to recognize uh, any type of adverse effect that a child would have, you know, that could be vaccine related, even though they don't say that, you know, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, that email, acc- that email accidentally got put out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I can tell you, as a former teacher, we didn't have that. We had uh, training to look out for like abuse, like you know, in children, and that was really it. <laughs> That's all you had yeah. to be certified in. This training, Nico, was for health, like health training, mm-hmm. like how to basically revive a kid. Which is which is so ironic, it's gonna, it's Ron, be, because yeah. they're pulling these mobile buses up to the schools to vaccinate people. You know, so you're right. basically driving to school to take your death shot. Dude, they you can do, make they so do many in our school good, district right now. Yeah. You can make so many good fucking skits, like comedy skits out of what's going on in the world, dude. Like with oh, this yeah. video, like with this with this email going out, like it's just insane the the different things that you can make that are just like this is a joke, dude. Everything is so it would be funny if it wasn't real. It would be hilarious right. if this was a movie. Well, there's a guy on Twitter that does a great job of like compiling clips and just showing the absolute hypocrisy of things, you know, and it's mainly, you know, politically uh, tied where he'll show these politicians just flat out lying over and over and over on loop, you know, all these different people lying about different stuff and it's all different topics and he nails every single one of them and you watch it and you're like, and I think it was, oh, it was, uh, Davey and uh, Randy were ha- had a podcast recently I was listening to, and they were talking about that. And basically what these politicians and all these, you know, news agencies and everything are, they're basically built for the sheep. You know, they're built to just cater to the masses and, and make them feel safe. And, you know, in the past, now they're here just to stir them up and drive them crazy. But they were that for you know they just fed them what they wanted to hear and these people were indoctrinated with this idea that these people were bigger holier than thou right these are these are your political leaders you're supposed to listen to them and trust what they're doing they have your best interests in mind and all we find out now is that these people are full of shit and you can't trust a word that comes out of their mouth because they're going to tell you what you want to hear on the camera and then they're going to turn around and go you know have a drink with their adversary and and plot to take you down you know how can we how can we stroke them some more and i think Uh, it has to do with the karma shit too you know like they have to tell you because if you look at the campaign trail you know from last year they were like no you'll never mandate a vaccine we'll never do any of this and then what did they do they told you right you know we're just uh, conditioned uh, so on image uh, over time you know especially from the nuclear family thing that now it doesn't really matter what they say or do um, as long as they upkeep their image, uh, that's all that really matters. So all these scandals, um, the scandals that affect them are uh, things that damage their image, not actually things that they've actually done that were fucked up. You know? Yeah, they never pay for their crime, right? It's more mm-hmm. of a public shaming. That's public a great shaming. point, Ron. And 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 we're and we're uh, we like abusive uh, people in abusive relationships. We just allow them to keep doing it we forgive them because they come and they they come with the sweet words and we just uh we ignore the lies we ignore all the the things you know like kind of like the abused 
partner who just kind of looks away at things. It's Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome. That's why fucking uh, Trump might have been so effective, like with his lies, like how he made it seem like everything was super, you know, he's he's like this this rogue president. He's going to he's saying what he means and all this stuff. He hits the scandals before he's inaugurated even like he's getting into all kinds of stuff with the porn stars and all these things. And most presidents, they say what you want to hear. Then they have the scandal. He had the scandal. He's saying the stuff that you don't want to hear. It's kind of opposite. That might've been why he was able to kind of like fool so many people that really thought that they were like kind of tuned into this stuff. Cause it was the exact opposite of what you would normally find like you said the humiliation rituals but those came early on they came before he was even in the white house yeah good so point. that's weird dude the trojan horse it's weird and i speaking of trojan horse dude i'm glad you said that actually because like this whole kazakhstan thing it seems like this is kind of like myanmar you have the the you know united nations i think if i'm not mistaken they've been part of the un since 1992 um, I learned that from my buddy Rich, and um, he was saying that, like, we were kind of going back and forth, and we thought, you know, what they're doing there in Kazakhstan is what we should be doing here, technically. You know, if things were, if we had a tyrannical government, that's what we would do, right? So th- it seems like they're kind of baiting the public to be like, look, this is a United Nations nation. UN's not intervening. You know, you guys can take your country back like the people of Kazakhstan are. And then when a big country that actually matters is going to get in there and do that, then then the UN might step in or then like, you know, the China might step in or something. Well, what about what we're hearing, Ryan? Oh, I'm sorry, Matt, but just no, go ahead, Ron. get this off. What about us hearing that this city in Kazakhstan is actually the head of the Illuminati, the New World Order's home base? Have you guys seen that? I hadn't heard that. Yeah, okay, that's so the thing on Google Maps that it like. They, this like, is just a rumor that's going yeah. around. I mean, this is a pretty advanced looking city. Yeah, it's called this. It's called Astana, Kazakhstan. Yeah, I yeah. mean, seems out of character for me. Uh, but but a friend of mine sent me this uh, text this afternoon. And it said, highly disturbing news coming out of Kazakhstan. Social media reports claim un- unidentified men in uh, CBRN, whatever that means, CBRN kits broke into Almaty's bio lab and left with unknown substances soon after sirens sounded and people asked to stay at home. Russian media alarms against possible terror threats. So I hate some, to say that. So there was a bio like lab that was broken. Yeah. No. You know well, what I mean? What it the, sounds like what, I, what I've heard about Kazakhstan is, and they're, they're, they're saying it's a whole bunch of different things, but what it really is, you know, from what I've gathered, is it's about it's over the passports. And they don't want... The mandates. Yeah, yeah they don't want the vaccine passports to go in because what they did in Kazakhstan was... They made it so that in order to be able to take money out of your bank account, you had to have your vaccine passport. And that's when people right. lost their shit, when they couldn't get access yeah. to their money. Supposedly, that's what set this whole thing off to massive, you know, looting and, and, and you know, tipping government vehicles and shit like that. And what I found yeah, ironic, as it yes. should, 
Yeah. The price and, of gas doubled overnight too. Yeah. And and so what I found ironic yeah. is I was reading some articles about it uh over the weekend and they always um labeled the protesters as terrorists. Yeah. The same shit happened in our country last year for three months. And those people were peaceful protesters. They did the same goddamn thing on what side of the agenda. you're Exactly. And then you look at January 6th, where you was a giant nothing burger. And that's bigger than 9-11, bigger than Pearl Harbor. You know, it was just the. the, Oh, that's the insurrection. Yeah. The most the most. The 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 unarmed attack on American soil. The unarmed insurrection. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, you know, it's crazy to think about, like, like Ron, that thing that you just read, it seems like pretty legit, but to me it kind of jumps out as like a QAnon-sounding statement. But I'm wondering if they use that, like, super intense language from 4chan and 8chan and 8con or whatever it ended up becoming, where it was it was like a comic book, how they were phrasing it. So now when we hear something that seems somewhat logical like that, like with the wording and the verbiage, it seems like it could possibly be something that makes a little more sense instead of like patriots are in control, like like fucking, you know, code words and stuff. So it's, you know, it's it's a weird concept. I'm actually very high right now. I took an edible. So I'm like thinking all weird about these things. I think that it's a very fascinating concept. I think that's the best time to best yeah. time to think about things is if you're taking edible. You know the greatest inventions yeah. all start out as theories. You know, just yeah. don't get Ryan, don't get Ryan under Jameson, like it is Ryan's his last Ryan's rant. <laughs> oh yeah, I get angry, dude. I talk shit. No one's safe. Dude, I there, gotta chuck a lot of that. There shit. is nothing better than a good Ryan's rant. I, I'll tell yeah. you, man. I laugh my ass oh, off. Some of those, bro. <laughs> some of those, you go nuts, and it, it's classic. <laughs> it was oh, killing. What was killing me was when Insane Jane was getting upset at you. I'm not going to say a real name here. Yeah. <laughs> but when in, in, Insane Jane was was getting pissed off at you. She's like, like I'm oh leaving the room. I'm not even going to be here for this. Don't do it. Yeah. Dude, yeah. And, and it wasn't on video. She was going like this to me. She was like, like giving me like the stop, like just stop it. And I'm like, no, this is fun. This is what it's all about. You were like a but little yeah, kid. Who refused yeah. to listen? It was great. You're like, no, I'm doing this. And she's like, You're gonna leave somebody <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. I'm doing this anyway. <laughs> this is my podcast. Get out of here. <laughs> no, yeah, we have fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. I love calling her insane Jane. <laughs> but but we know who we're talking about. I'm sure yeah, she she's loves nice. you too, Ron. Yeah. Huh? I'm sure she loves well, it too. Oh, yeah. That's her handle. That's, right. that's her name. Instagram. That's the name she gave herself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but. yeah man. No, we talk a lot of shit on there, so it's all in uh, good fun, you know. And and uh, she says some some way worse things to me off the mic, so I'm, I don't feel bad about it. Well, she was <laughs> she was pissed off at you the other night when you weren't bringing Chinese food home fast enough. Yeah, and the fucking food wasn't even done yet, so that's the problem, you know. She's <laughs> like, "Bring me my egg rolls." Yeah. So like, you gotta, oh, you gotta make it and deliver it. Come on, Rye, pick it up. I know it's insane. I can't do enough here. And, That's uh, why I pop off. I was gonna say about time. You know, uh, um, you know, going with that, uh, being on time, uh, being early, or uh, they say the only true moment in time is is you know the here and now, because you're not the same person you were when you walked through the door, type thing. <laughs> 
Um, so uh, they say, you know, uh, about uh, time being a circle, like how you were saying, like the dot and the circle. That reminds me of the, that's that's like the astrological symbol for the sun, and how we were talking about uh, the sun uh, rising up and and uh, being connected with that energy because uh, w- um, uh, when you're in the sun and, and during the day, uh, it's it's hard to meditate and do all those kind of things because of that energy that's flowing off of the sun and everything like that. Even if you are indoors, you, we're like kind of like conditioned for that, but. Um, they say uh, time is all about choices, right? There's like uh, the trin- that whole Trinity symbol. Uh, you know how they say Kronos and time and stuff. So like uh, there's there's the path where you you are, and then there's the path where you serve yourself, or, the, or there's a path where you serve a bigger purpose. And um, oh shit! So that's the Trinity. Yeah, like that's the whole thing. Like uh, the whole uh, what which which you know there's always a choice, and that choice leads you into new layers but at the same time it's it's that thing like even though you've made wrong choices you kind of seem to always end up in the right place you know there's always that day, that moment you know you, you and that goes to show like um the, the here and now is all, the only true uh thing that matters what you do in the moment i find that ron happening to me it's like man i know i'm not supposed to be doing this but look at how it turned out yeah. <laughs> like imagine if I didn't do this, I wouldn't be here. The wrong decision was the right decision in the end. Yeah. <laughs> or or it's like that thing where you're always, you know, you're in need of money, right? You you need something. And all of a sudden you get a random check in the mail you weren't expecting, and you're like, Holy shit, where did this come from? You know, I wasn't expecting right. it. And it I really feel, Ron, yeah, I, I agree with that, man. I feel like there's something to it that if you know you put it out there, it there's someone that's going to answer it. Now you got to be careful who answers. Is it, is it in, in light or in dark? And that's the, yeah. that's the key random right checks there. in the mail. I never get random checks in the mail. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, me either. Well, you know what it was? It was like a $9 to $9 check rebate or something. from. <laughs> I mean, it's like a go buy, put some gas in my truck, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, dude, it, it is so true though. Like, and I was actually talking about this, that, you know, it, you could get, a 50% raise or a 50% pay cut and you'll always be able to pay your bills and barely get by, but you're always going to spend every damn dollar that you have. Like maybe you'll save up a couple grand, but then you'll spend that on something or something might break or whatever. So it's really weird. But I do think that that does have something to do with a mindset because I do think that like once you get past a certain point and it may actually take a certain amount of dollars or a certain amount of freedom or whatever to get you to, like 100% change your mind to where you're not attracting that just balance. Like you can actually get a little bit positive in that whole thing. I always wondered about that, Ryan, because, you know, I I have some, I I know these people and I don't know them that well. They're neighbors of mine. And I look at, and they have an, you know, an okay house, but then they have really nice cars, a really nice boat, a really nice second house. And it's like, did they get out of the matrix? You know, how did they do that? Because they're not, you know, rich people. He worked a a regular job, you know, like, like you or I, and it's like, how did he acquire all that? And then he, he was like, man, I didn't buy anything. He's like, I I didn't, unless something broke and I don't understand that mentality, but that's how he's like, yeah, I just didn't buy anything. We bought groceries. We, you know, if I needed something, I wouldn't, you know, I don't buy clothes. I wear the same two outfits. I just rotate them. And I was like, wow, man, that's, that's amazing. He's CIA. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's what it He's is. A fed. Yeah. I was going to say, it's, that's just the Matrix messing with him. You know, they just put him in there. Yeah. No, that's NPC. fascinating, Matt. Honestly, that is, it, that's something that I wish that I had. Like, anytime that I have free, dude, I actually had to catch myself. I got, um, for, for Christmas, I got like $125 in uh, Amazon uh, dollars, you know, Amazon gift card. And I went straight to wanting to buy a greenhouse. And it's like, dude, why don't I buy some shit that I actually need instead of just buying a greenhouse? You know what I mean? A greenhouse to grow like vegetables and fruits outside. It's sure. hot here. And I'm actually yeah. trying to lean. It, it is. That's what it is. Um, so I, I actually uh, like I'm trying to lean into that idea of growing my own food and shit. It's not weed. I actually don't smoke much weed. But like there's so many other things that I need that I could actually buy off Amazon instead of that shit. It's just funny, dude. It's so true. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's- the whole uh, that's why in that uh, they live there, you know, they keep promoting consume, consume and stuff because it's like if you if you don't, you know, with the money, it's kind of like the the beast, you know. I've heard like green symbolizes the abyss and stuff, so it's like you have to either master master the beast or you become a slave to it. You know, it's yeah. Uh, you know, I've I've always had a disdain for money. We've talked about that before, uh, and that just goes with my upbringing. And how money was the number one thing, and it's like it just isn't with me. Like I, I never spend yeah. money on myself. My wife bought me a bunch of brand new Carhartt T-shirts for Christmas. She goes, "Well, you've had yeah. the ones that you're wearing for four years." I said, "That just goes to show you how good a Carhartt T-shirt is." <laughs> she says, "Yeah, you should go out and buy a new one once in a while." I said, "Well, I don't have to. You just bought me some new ones. I'm good for another three or four years." Uh, I have a junkyard, so I drive junkyard cars. Like, like I'm on my uh, fifth year on a Mercury Mountaineer. I pay two hundred fifty bucks for. So I was just gonna you know, say you gotta go to gotta go to Carhartt.com and the promo code Ron for twenty percent off. <laughs> Ron twenty five. That was, like, that was yeah, an ad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I like stuff that lasts, man. You know it, what I do for a living? That tears clothes up, man. You can't wear quality over quantity it, unless it mm. unless yeah. it's the real deal work clothes. It's just not going to last. And I was just you're funny. You're like that stuff. just goes to show how good a Carhartt shirt is. <laughs> 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 like, oh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah. true though, man. They are the shit. Yeah, no, it's funny, man. And you are very generous. I I, I can tell that about you with uh, not only how you support my show, but like you know taking in your niece that's that's tough you know what i mean that's something like there's a lot of things that i've seen dude where like yeah i could actually you know vouch for that even though we've never met or anything in person but definitely a a generous person i i am and i'm not patting myself on the back but i i do i do take care of a lot of things for a lot of people and uh and i and i don't mind doing it like at all like taking my niece in that wasn't even a second thought she's been with me now for about a year and a half you know, yeah. and, and and now I would have a, a hard time thinking about her not being here. You know what I mean? Well, dude, so, you know, it's just... interesting. It seems like everyone here talking with the exception of me, I, I'm honestly not a very generous person. But like Nico's donated like time. He said that, like, you know, if I ever need to talk about whatever, you know, that's a, a obvious form of generosity. Ron is clearly very empathetic with all kinds of things and similar shit. And then Matt, I mean, like you, you're super generous with not only time, but you know, you support like people, like not just my show. Dude, you support a lot of shows that you like, dude. Oh. You know what I mean? Like he, he's always the one like that. I'm not 
I always say, like, dude, if you fucking like listening to shows, support the shows. And, dude, Matt supports all the shows that he likes. So it's kind of a cool thing, man. Like, I think that people that have the kind of conversations where they can really get in deep into the stuff, there's got to be some form of, like, wider understanding in some sense. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be just... You're not you're not believing the hype of like all this other shit where it's like you're focused on like the news cycle. You're focused on the, the left versus right politics. So there's something to be said about if more people could like get maybe into like this alternative history stuff or like this weird, you know, conspiratorial, just like, you know, thinking different different ways than most people do. I think that it kind of just naturally opens up doors where people are generous in their own different ways. And it's just kind of like it seems like it's just the way to be, dude. It's weird. Maybe I'm stoned right now, but it just seems like it's I've noticed if you just give, you know, give unconditional, like obviously take care of yourself first. But if you have extra and you can just give, it always comes back to you. It will always come back. And I really do believe that. Yeah. You know, and you know what, Nico, too, when I help somebody out, I always tell them, I'll say, listen, I don't want to hear anything about this. Don't you don't have to bring it up. You will never hear from it about it from me ever. Mm-hmm. And people will say that they'll say, Hey, you know something like, uh, you helped me out a bunch of years ago when you, and that was it. You never said in another word about it as I was said, and I you didn't, can't talk about it either. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I didn't help you out to be able to, to go have to something all over friends and say, hey, well, there you go. That's right. Right there. Like I didn't, I didn't help you out to, to use it, to throw in your face later. Like, cause that's what my father used to do to me. And that's why mm-hmm. I never would take anything for, from him. And it's like, no, I don't want anything from you. You just keep keep all your money. God, money is your God. That's cool. And that's when I grew up. Like, that's why money doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, we need it. And I like to have nice things. I have a nice house. We have nice vehicles. But I personally drive a piece of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, no, like, no, like sure. I had a I had a hard time justifying buying this computer that I'm on right now. You know what I mean? I just, I don't spend money on myself, but I'll spend money on things that we need here. You know, I won't even think twice about it. Right. You and know, that goes just, back to quality always, over quantity, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah and abundance, just, uh, right? It, it, there's enough yeah. out there for the everybody. But if you, if you have enough, why can't you give to somebody else? Whether it's monetarily, just time, just being present, any of those things. They're all something yeah. that you can give to someone. And and like you said, Nico, I feel like if it, and, and it's not why I do it, but I feel like if I do that and I give, eventually it's going to come back to me, you know, yeah. whether it's now or 10 years from now. I feel like you earn, like you were talking about before, that karmic debt that this is the opposite of it you know you you get the that deposit in your karmic you know layer and eventually no, it's going to come I, I back really to believe you that yeah I do. and the, the yeah. trick is not to talk about it you know like ron said you just no, never if you can help someone yeah. just help someone and it doesn't take yeah. it really most of the time doesn't take any effort on your end or you get the you know? people that help and then they go broadcast it on Instagram, you know, oh, I donated five dollars to the homeless guy. Oh, yeah, I'm oh such a God. great person, you know. It's like that's no, what I do. It, well, doesn't that count, the karmic- it doesn't count unless unless you show everybody. It just doesn't count. You have to tell everyone that you that you help somebody. 
That yeah. seriously and irritates me. That cancels me. the karma, man. I'm telling you. Like yeah. when I give up my seat on a bus, which I never ride for a pregnant woman, I have to film it. It has to make sure <laughs> that everyone sees that that happens, dude. It, it doesn't count. It just doesn't count. We're living. We're moving into the digital world. It could be as simple as, like, uh, recently I I saw an old friend of mine had passed away and. And one of his buddies called me, and it was weird because I was just thinking that I was going to call him tomorrow. He called me actually tonight. And I'm like, he goes, you know, I want you to know, he said, because you were always that guy that even if we didn't talk to you for five or ten years and, and we needed, like, your help or something, that you would be there for us. And, and I tell people, I'm like, hey, you know, I know you're going through a bad time right now. If there's anything I can do for you. Just ask. Don't don't hesitate to ask. Just ask. And, well, I wouldn't be able to repay you. I said I didn't say anything about repaying me. That's not what it's about. I said I do. And that's just like Nico. We said if I do something for you, that's it. You'll never hear from it. You'll never hear me talk about it ever. Yeah, and I'm with ever. you, Ron. I have a hard time too taking things from people for free. You know, like I I have mm. a real tough time with someone giving me something because like you like the way you were raised it was always held uh, as an IOU basically. Oh right? yeah. You know, oh, I'm yeah. Oh, I gave that to you five years ago and you're not going to help me now. Well, yeah. it just killed the whole point of it, you know? So I've always been there. Yeah, remember that time? Remember that time we did that thing? Yep. Remember that time when we did that thing? Da, 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 like the I mafia, did. man. Yeah. You mean, you mean the thing that I did for you like five fucking times after <laughs> like, just, just forget about that. Well, that's another, that's about? a whole nother thing, Ron. Did, people that keep scorecards. Explain it to them. Yeah. Then I explain it to them. I'm like, okay, you did that thing for me once. I did this thing for you five times. I never said anything about it, but I had to pull it out of my back pocket to to remind you that maybe you're barking up the wrong tree. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the scorecard thing. No, I don't like that. I don't and like that. That's worse than it. counting beers, dude. Yeah. You, you, oh, you Jesus. Yeah, I drank 18 beers tonight. Oh, I hated yeah. those guys, man. Yeah. Oh. Well, and it's worse when you have someone asking you how many beers you've had because you don't want to, like, it's just a, it's a hassle to be like, I've had 12 or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's stupid. Just a waste yeah, of time. Okay. Yeah, that's the problem, dude. It's the same with time. We went full circle right now. Full circle <laughs> full right circle. there. And on that, we will wrap it. Let's uh, let's go around the horn. Uh, plug plug your shows and uh, any other things you want to get out there, and we'll get out of here. So, Nico, we'll start with you. Well, Matt, thank you again for having me on. You know, it's always a pleasure. Uh, my name's Nico. My show is Upstate Unconventional. It's on all the platforms, and you can find me on Instagram at Upstate underscore Unconventional. I'm taking a little break from posting stuff on Instagram, but I'll, I still answer my DMS and post on my story and stuff. So thanks again, Matt. I love hey, my on. pleasure. Thanks for joining us, brother. Ron weed. How's it going, man? Go for it. Uh, yeah. Uh, name's uh, Ron weed. I'm Zerk space cowboy on Instagram. And then I got uh, a podcast called the imaginary of thought, and I'm trying to uh, get back into putting more episodes onto that. And that's basically just me. Uh, getting really high and just going off rants about <laughs> yeah but i'll yeah. tell you what man those those mary shelley things you did were bangers i, oh, I love that. that yeah um, that was some good stuff and i was looking at them I, I went back and checked just recently because i'm like yeah when when we uh we had you come on i was like man when's the last time Ron? and i looked and i was like oh shit he hasn't done anything since october i'm like we got to get this guy back in the game <laughs> yeah i'm trying to get back into it i got a 
thinking about um, switching up, maybe uh, bringing a childhood friend on and having him co-host with me and stuff. Go for it. It's so much easier with two than one. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming, Ron. I, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Ryan, what do you got for us? Oh, dude, you can find me Dangerous World Podcast, man. Um, that's, you know, the same thing. Same thing every week over here. Is all the same places. Um, but, yeah, dude, honestly, I do want to thank, you know, everyone. Just like I said, for the generosity, dude, that's a big deal. Everyone has their different ways that they show that. And it's uh, it's super important, man. So uh, thank you, Matt, for always doing this uh, Monday night thing and uh, and having me on. And then, obviously, you know, both Ron's and then Nico, dude, it's it's really cool to talk with everybody every week. Hey, and I'm going to call bullshit on you not being generous because you have been more than generous with me, my friend. So and any talk oh. of that, don't don't play that card. Yeah, you're you, you very generous, generous with the podcast. Yeah, I just get in. I get embarrassed when people find out that I do anything nice. I, I, I <laughs> have to portray myself as this, uh, you know, this dick. <laughs> that's like super misogynistic and shit so let's just uh edit that out and then we'll, we'll be good to go dude. we'll, we'll clip I mean? that out to keep up the rep all right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no man i i try i honestly do try to be nice so that means a lot man thank you no you are you do good one man thank you ron from new england once again, Matt, thanks for having me on. I, I like doing these. I like doing these little group shows when we do them. And uh, so I'm Ron from New England on Instagram. I'm easy to find. Just Ron from New England, all one word. And uh, we do the Wicked Planet podcast page, also on Instagram. Obviously, listeners out there, if you want to check out my show, it is the Wicked Planet podcast, and it's it's the same thing like uh, what all these guys say. It's everywhere. It's Spotify, Google, Apple, those are the big ones. Uh, we're on a bunch of the other platforms, alt media. So uh, so go out there, give us give us the listen, see what you see what you think. And I want to take time. Uh, Ron and Nico will be looking in your DMs tomorrow. I'm trying to get stuff set up. Uh, so I wanted to get, get with both of you guys, Matt. We gotta to get together too. Ryan, I'm always going on, but Ryan, we gotta do some more forthright, some Nazi stuff coming up soon. Yeah, I'm sure we will, man. Yeah, I'm trying to set up my schedule for the next few months. I uh, just try to get that nailed down because we're going to have our year anniversary. I think first week of March will be one year that the Wicked Planet podcast has been been out. Birthday party. Consistent. Yeah, we stay consistent. We we do a show a week, and I kind of want to ramp that up. We're working on getting the Patreon going right now. So it's trying to get some different content over there. So I'll be looking forward for that. But, yeah, thanks, Matt for having me on it's good to see all you guys good to see you ron yeah thanks yeah. for joining ron you can find all all my stuff in this podcast at the great deception podcast and uh you can find me on instagram at that youtube bit shoot odyssey you know where to find it just go look um and uh that's it that's a wrap guys thank you very much for joining everyone stay safe stay strong and question everything Why do you think that is? I mean, why is that? I mean, is it just because people are, are lazy today or they're bored? I mean, are we just like bored, spoiled children who've just been lying in the bathtub all day, just playing with their plastic duck, and now they're just thinking, well, what can I do?
Okay, yes. We are bored. We're all bored now. But has it ever occurred to you, Wally, that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating, unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money, and that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks? And it's not just a question of individual survival, Wally, but that somebody who's bored is asleep, and somebody who's asleep will not say no? See, I keep meeting these people. I mean, uh, just a few days ago, I met this man whom I greatly admire. He's a Swedish physicist, Gustav Bjornstrand. And he told me that he no longer watches television, he doesn't read newspapers, and he doesn't read magazines. He's completely cut them out of his life because he really does feel that we're living in some kind of Orwellian nightmare now and that everything that you hear now contributes to turning you into a robot. When I met him at Findhorn, he said to me, where are you from? And I said, New York. He said, ah, New York, yes, that's a very interesting place. Do you know a lot of New Yorkers who keep talking about the fact that they want to leave but never do? And I said, oh, yes. And he said, why do you think they don't leave? I gave him different banal theories. He said, oh, I don't think it's that way at all. He said, I think that New York is the new model for the new concentration camp, where the camp has been built by the inmates themselves, and the inmates are the guards, and they have this pride in this thing they've built. They've built their own prison, and so they exist in a state of schizophrenia, where they are both guards and prisoners, and as a result, they no longer have, having been lobotomized, the capacity to leave the prison they've made or to even see it as a prison. And then he went into his pocket and he took out a seed for a tree and he said, this is a pine tree. He put it in my hand and he said, escape before it's too late. Of course, the problem is where to go because it seems quite obvious that the whole world is going in the same direction. This is the beginning of the rest of the future now that from now on there'll simply be all these robots walking around, feeling nothing, thinking nothing. And there'll be Nobody left almost to remind them that there once was a species called a human being with feelings and thoughts and that history and memory are right now being erased and soon nobody will really remember that life existed on the planet.